You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. Good morning. If anyone visiting, I just want to say how welcome you are, first of all. Uh, we've been a little bit away. We've been uh, dedicating a little bit of time in Hereford, but our hearts, our hearts is Rossonian. I don't know how to call someone who is from Ross, but our heart is deeply over here. Before I, I preach, I want to invite a friend of mine, Adriano, to come over here. Uh, as you know, my accent, people, they start, they keep guess, try to guess where my accent is. They call it French. They call me Italian. They call me, I'm Brazilian. And our church in Brazil is partnered with the church over here. That's why we came uh, in 2017, because God gave us a word about establishing and working together with the church in England. God gave my family and our church in Brazil a word that he would, he, would, he would use us to bring us back to our parents in faith, if you may say like that, uh, but our relatives in faith uh, to uh, help and serve and build the kingdom together. And we have been, the, build, uh, the, the bridge is already built, but now we are bringing back movement to it. So that's why Blake went to, to Brazil for six months. He just came back. And a couple of weeks ago, we received Adriano, who left everything there in Brazil to come and spend five months uh, here with us. And we're going to have another opportunity for him to be sharing as well. But I just want him to say hello to the church. Hello, everybody. As you said, my name is Adriano. I'll be here for five months. And my hope is that we can build great relationships together. And yeah, that, is, that is it. Hope to be friends with all of you. You are too British to talk. Come on. <laughs> I was expecting like performance or something. <laughs> I I'm kidding. Don't worry. But if you can just pray for Adrian on his time here. Uh, there's so many things that sometimes it is. I'm so happy that the language is not a, a huge barrier because uh, it can be. But it was funny. He's he been through something similar that I have been when I first arrived. He was sharing with the youth in Hereford. And I remember the first time I was preaching, I remember not understanding too much the, the British sense of humor. So I remember sometimes I was like making a joke, no one would laugh. And then I was really serious and then everyone would laugh. I said, well, what is happening? And he has been already to, to that. He prepared a joke to say to, say to, the, kid, to the youth over there. No one laughed. Uh, but I know that we are going deeper on that. Our communication comes from heaven. But I just want to pray for, ask, uh, can someone pray for him on his time instead of me? Can I have a local person to pray and bless his time? Oh, I'd like to pray for Adriana, please, and ask, Lord, would you just be blessing him? Um, would you uh, give him a group of people who he really feels that he has a connection with? Um, and I ask that um, they would be um, moving together and, and increasing in faith. And um, I ask that uh, the, his next joke, Lord, would be, would be a real cracker and everybody would laugh, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Ah, so good. And if you feel that you want to go to Brazil, we've been praying about it. We want, to, yeah, I have, JP, I have a month off from work. I would like to spend one month in missions or something. We want to make it possible. So please talk to us if you want to. Uh, yeah, amen. I'll translate his prayer in tongues. Um, I am 
decided to do something. As, as you know, I am a quite relational person and I am giving up doing things alone uh, as part of what I believe that I, we were called to do as a church. Uh, so I, make a cho I made a choice lately that as much as possible, I don't want to do anything alone, including preaching. I believe that uh, God doesn't move according to our preparation, but he moves according to his revelation to us. And there's an environment where he likes to reveal himself, which is in unity. That's why uh, I have invited a friend of mine to preach with me. We don't know how it's going to turn out. We don't, we don't <laughs> you probably heard someone. But I believe in the, in the heart of that. Because if God likes a place to reveal himself, is when we are doing things together. So I'm going to invite Pastor Gavin. And we're going to do something together. We're going to preach together today. Uh, because I made an intentional choice to not do things as much as possible, not to, to do things alone again. Not that I... Yeah, you want to grab a microphone? Uh, you share? Yeah, really? Yeah. So we are talking about uh, the book of Luke, as you may know. Uh, and I'm going to just read some... Uh, but just explain to you why I'm doing this. The Bible says that the body, unless the body grows together, it's impossible for the body, for the body to grow at all. My left hand needs to have the same maturity level as my right hand. Otherwise, there's something wrong with the body. But the Bible says that the body grows as each part develops and works on their own calling, but together in unity. So we can all, in all respect, grow together. So my effort as a church needs to be, not for me to be growing, but my effort as a church is to make sure that whoever is walking with me, they are growing. Because if my friend Gavin is not growing, there's not a chance on earth that I am. So my effort as a church needs to be that my brother is growing, so I can be also growing. So that's why we're doing this effort to, do, to preach together. So we got together this week to think about the <coughs> preaching, to think about uh, Luke. And I just want to read what we're going to be talking about first. And then he's going to share and then I'm going to share as well. Uh, and I hope it's going to be good. Because I believe that the methodology doesn't matter. What matters is the revelation. And that's what we, we believe. Mm. Luke chapter 9. Today we're going to talk about power and authority come on yeah when jesus so luke chapter 9 verse 1 says like this when jesus had called the 12 together he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of god and to heal the sick he told them take nothing for the journey no stuff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. God is funny. He prepares people for a journey and says, don't take nothing on this journey. Who does that? Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and they went from village to village proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. So chapter 9 
Jesus first sends the 12 disciples. And then we see the chapter 10. Uh, there's another sent that Jesus does. But now he turns and he gets 72 of his people, his followers. And now in chapter uh, 10, he sends now 72. So after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two. Repeat after me, two by two. So never alone. Always two by two or together, as we saw in chapter 9. So they sent two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he, he was about to go. He said again, chapter four, uh, verse 4, Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. Uh, he says, enter the house, and he said all those things. But then he comes to the verse uh, 19. So pretty much he sent the 72 disciples, and he said, you're going to cast demons, you're going to do all the things. Uh, and pretty much after that, the 72 disciples came back, rejoicing. They came, they said, Jesus, you, you're not going to believe what happened. All the demons, they had to obey what we were saying. And uh, they had to submit, uh, if you see verse 17, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons... That includes people because we're saying even the demons they had were obeying what we're saying so that was everything even the demons submit to us in your name and then he replied i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven and pay attention to what he says then i have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy nothing will harm you However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So as a first start. Well, morning, everyone. Thanks, JP. Um, you know how much I love speaking in public. So this is, this is great. Um, excuse me, I've got the stand purely because if I had the handheld mic, it would be all over the place. Uh, I'm not really that used to it. So that's what we're doing. So... My question is, what does it mean to go? Any thoughts, anyone? Well, who, I mean, the floor is open. <laughs> anyone? Let's take the first step. Good. Great. Yep. My work is done. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if, when we go, there is a purpose, isn't there? There's a reason we do it. It's a job um, with work, or if we go on holiday, or even if you go and play golf, you know, you've got to take your clubs, you've got to be prepared. So when I read through the verses, they can kind of seem somewhat counterintuitive, I think, in terms of the way we would think uh, today. And I'm sure even in, in the context, it would have felt that way slightly as well for anyone else. Um, so, you know, when, when we go, most people like to be sort of prepared for what they're going to do. And those that know me, uh, know that I am also sort of a little bit OCD about these things. I like to be prepared. I like to know what I'm doing. Um, anyone who doesn't know me, speak to my wife, she will tell you what I'm like. So whatever I do, there's, there's often a list, um, you know, what do I need to pack, um, that extra pair of socks if it rains, you know, um, 
variety of outfits for all possible scenarios. You know, what if I need this? I like to cover the bases. Um, you know, even before I go to bed, I like the house clean. Um, you know, I'm a bit twitchy if it's not clean. Uh, my wife will tell everyone that I hoover three times a day, which is a real exaggeration because it's only twice. <laughs> if you need uh, an extra place for a fourth time, I have few. I know a few homes. <laughs> you can come. Uh, so yeah, we have two girls of our own, and uh, we have uh, Lily, our foster daughter. You know, we have three young girls, and there's a lot to think about, a lot to pack, a lot. To, you know, before we go out, have we got this? So there's a lot of preparation. Um. So where I'm going is, do these verses mean that we don't need to prepare? Well, I don't believe so because preparation is important. You know, making church happen today, we have the welcome team, we have the tea, the coffee, the preach, the worship, um, messy church. I know that takes a lot of effort and, and time and all those things are really important and preparation is needed. Um, and if we don't prepare, those things are not going to be fruitful. However, I think what Jesus was asking the disciples was different. Yes, they didn't have all the things that we think we would need to go out practically. Um, however, what Jesus was asking them was to go in faith, with obedience, to have a serving heart, and ultimately to trust him. So when the disciples went out, they, they didn't know how long they were going to go for. They were going from town to town. They didn't know what they were going to receive as a welcome. Um, they didn't, you know, didn't know how they were going to be provided for. Um, but they went. They knew that Jesus told them to go, so they went. And with that, they were sent out with the authority that was given to them by Jesus. Now, taking nothing with you, I can imagine that's quite daunting. Um, you know, in Matthew 10, uh, it talks about Jesus when he sends out the 12. He says, I'm going to send you out um, like sheep amongst wolves. However, as we have read in Luke 10, Jesus also said, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So, to go. There has to be a reliance on the Lord. Yes, it's really good that we go with a willing heart. We strive, we're determined, we work hard. All those things are good and needed to make things happen. But the second we try and do those things in our own strength, which we're all guilty of, me included, likelihood is it's not going to be fruitful or succeed. So we need his strength and we need his guidance. So the question that raises is, what is his will for us? Are we hearing from him? There has to be a, a letting go, a surrender, if you will. And I know that not every go is going to be the same. We have John and Sue Gasson, who are members of the church. They were called to go out to Uganda. That's quite an exotic calling, you know, sending them out to Africa. But not every calling is like that. You know, it may be that it's sharing a coffee with a colleague or friend at work. That's important. You know, we have been given the good news, and we are to share that. I know that we've got teams going out in on the streets in Ross, 
um, which is amazing. And that is something which takes courage. For me, I would find that quite quite difficult. But, you know, we're not all called to do that. Um, some of us are, but God calls us in different places. So I've talked about preparation, the practical preparations. But actually, we need to be ready. It's a different kind of preparation. It's a preparation of our hearts. We are called to have a serving heart and ultimately hear from him. So our challenge is, is sort of to be ready for this call. Our preparation um, is about knowing the word of God. What does he say? We all know the verse 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Knowing the word, it's a preparation. Seeking him, what is he saying to us? I know that as someone who really likes sport, I watch quite a lot of football. And could I spend a bit more time in my Bible? Absolutely. I think we all could. Um, but that's it, isn't it? It's spending time, setting time aside to to read our Bibles, to hear from him. What's he got to say? Um, Andrew, I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about just that time of being quiet and reflecting and hearing what he has to say, that revelation, which I know JP is going to talk about a bit more. That's really important. And that is preparation. So I'm kind of going to close my thoughts uh, uh, with... A challenge a challenge for us and that is what is our go what is your go um are we prepared to as the disciples did drop everything give it all up and go and i know that is a really really challenging idea but ultimately that's one we've got to be ready for hallelujah i'm trying to concentrate over here because you know when like a child proud of a son. You're not like that feeling. I'm proud of you. John. Yeah. Uh, it's like when John says, I have no greater joy than seeing that my children are walking in the truth. I could say, I don't need to say anything else. But I, it's beautiful how, first of all, you're amazing. This house is amazing. It's Zoe over there as well. Hello, Zoe. She doesn't like us to point out to her. <laughs> you good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was until 10 seconds ago. <laughs> but it's beautiful how the beginning of Luke 9, what is happening over here is a proof of how God works. Luke chapter 9, it says that when Jesus called the disciples, he gave them authority. There was nothing as a result of preparation. When Jesus called the disciples, he gave them authority. See you tomorrow. Why? And then he comes all the way and talking about, and then gave power and authority. And then he sent. When people got into the place where they had to get, there was no need for new power and new authority because it was already given. And for that to make clear for them on this process, Jesus said, don't take anything with you. 
don't take anything with you because your power and your authority doesn't come as a result of what you do. Don't take money with you, don't take clothes, don't take a staff, doesn't take, don't take anything. Because the power that comes from you doesn't come from something you do. It comes from a choice that God has made that when he called, although he can be shaken, although it can be something new, and although you're preparing, but you don't know if prepared enough, the power comes by the fact that the one who calls is also the one who makes everything work. There's a clear statement over here. When Jesus called, he gave them power. And there's few ways of how God and why God calls us and sent us. And then that is the need. I have cast away few demons in my life. It's not necessarily a pleasant thing to do. One day I was in a camp, youth camp. I was praying with someone and the person suddenly, so let's pretend you're JP and I was praying with someone and that person. <laughs> last time preaching, okay? Good. <laughs> but then that person was, uh, uh, I was praying with someone and that person suddenly just like, boom. I looked to the side and the face of the person was completely turning all over and it was my first time expelling a demon in my life. I looked to the pastor, my pastor, and I said, what do I do? I said, well, I'll be with you, but you're going to cast away this demon. And I remember we took the person to one room to uh, preserve a little. And then we spent maybe 40 minutes over there praying. And there was a long process because that person has done a lot of witchcraft uh, in life. And it, and it all, all started to come. And then we cast away that demon. And that person has a, had an encounter for the first time with Jesus Christ. It was really beautiful because the person, I remember... Uh, uh, he was with uh, his eyes closed and then my brother was in the room with, with us and my brother was on one side and that person suddenly saw Jesus because he started to shout Jesus, Jesus, Jesus with his eyes closed and then he ran with his eyes closed to my brother and he gave my brother a hug and fell on my brother's knee, uh, feet and there was an encounter and it was like whoa I've never been to this situation before. So casting away demons, uh, we had a, another situation on the youth campus or in Brazil that wasn't that good. Paulo, she was praying with a, with a lady and this lady got possessed. Not only that, the lady grabbed Paula by her neck and Paula, she almost fainted. So we had literally, I had to remove the hand of the girl uh, grabbing Paula's uh, neck and then uh, we, we had to expel, we expelled the demon and everything. So it's something that is quite unusual talking about those things, but the reality is that we represent the kingdom of God that comes to set people free from anything, including our enemies. Jesus never said, come over here and I'm going to send you. And wherever I send you, if you feel someone will be healed, pray for healing. If you feel it's possible for someone to pray for healing, pray for healing. That's not what I said over here. Wherever you go, pray for healing. Oh, but I don't think it will be healed. Your opinion and my opinion doesn't matter. Because the one he called over them was given authority. Chapter 10, verse 10. Chapter 10, verse 19. I have given you 
power and authority. Britons, you love authority and representation of authority. I think more than anyone else on earth. If you see, if you are driving and suddenly there's a yellow jacket lady with a sign near a school, you'd have no idea who's that person. But suddenly, if that lady dun, 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 comes to the middle of the road and say, stop, you stop. You go crazy if there's just a little sign of Nino, Nino, Nino. You don't, you don't know what to do. You're like, I need to park. I need to park. Where is, it? Where is it coming from? And usually, I'm a little bit terrible to know if it's coming this way or coming that way. And I get a little bit. But we respect authority. But take this jacket away from the lady. Put just a normal lady walking into the streets. If someone will stop gently and not shout to her. Because authority is something given. Authority is something given. Who would, who would love? We need to understand because it is something given. There is a purpose why it was given. Because that's the heart of Jesus. When we think about who is Jesus, I want to finish because we want to pray for each other. But I want to invite you to read with me 1 Samuel chapter 17. Who would, yeah, so 1 Samuel chapter 17, from the verse 38 ahead. Who would love authority to defeat all your enemies? Raise your hand if I can see. Who would love authority to defeat all the giants that appears in front of you? I would love that. We all know the story of David, King David. So far, he wasn't king yet. And who did he refeat, uh, defeat? Goliath over here, right? Let me tell you something. Can you answer me this question? What led David? What took him? What was the reason why he was led? to be in the environment where he had all the power and authority <coughs> to defeat Goliath. I love this man. The purpose that led David to a place of authority to defeat the giants was not, I'm going to a war. The purpose that led him to be victorious was that he had a heart like Jesus, a heart like the God. Because why did he go over there? He didn't go to defeat. He was simply serving his brothers. The simple act of taking food to his brothers, placed him in a place of authority and power. 
He didn't take any weapons with him. He went for a battle, not knowing he was going for a battle. And when he got over there, he took the bread. Suddenly he saw facing giants. And what was the, the weapon he found over there for this battle? He got five stones. Where were the stones? On a little stream, on a little river. Sometimes we think that David, he got five stones because, well, if I miss one, I still have another four. So sometimes we think that it was a kind of way to prepare in case I've missed one, I'm going to hit Goliath with the other four. I have. But that's not the case. He got four, five stones because the, the word of God says that the Philippines were a people tall of giants. He knew that after Goliath, he probably would have another four brothers there who also have to attack. My friend, what I want to tell you, and I want to read over here with you, what he said to the Philipp Philist Philistine, that's how you pronounce it. Pay attention to what he said. Someone who had the heart of Jesus serving his brothers, not alone, never doing something alone, being sent two and two, thinking about the other, having the heart of Jesus. This person will always be placed in a place of authority and power to serve one another. This person knows that all this process of going, everything, is because of God calls, calling us for. Look what he says. Verse 40, uh, uh, 45, please. And we're going to be finishing with this. We can pray. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear. Spear, thank you very much. And javelin, thank you very much. But I come against you based in the power and authority of the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. Whom you have defeated, defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give, oh my goodness, why so many difficult words, the body of the Philistine to the birds and wild animals to eat. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And those who gather here will know that it's not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you all into our hands. Our power. And Jesus wants to give you power and authority. You know the situation that you're facing. You came to this place where you've seen giants. This place that God has placed you right now. 
God sent you. We were talking about this process of sending. God has sent you to a place where there's a huge giant in front of you. That's the place where you're going to find the weapons to fight it. Because Jesus has given you power and authority before you left. And I want to pray, because as we were preparing, I said, you know what? It's simple. I know, and as I was praying, I was fasting this week for this morning, and the Lord was saying to me, there's a lot of people, if not everyone, facing huge giants in front of you. But the heart of Jesus that we see here in Luke, Luke the heart of Jesus itself, and we're going to grab the instruments as well. But we're going to pray. Because I believe that this morning God will make you conquer something that you are not even aware that you were called to. I believe that God wants to give you a word. God is saying that you are feeling that you're battling alone for a long time. But I see people coming and putting their hands on your shoulders and making a wall of protection. I believe that some people in this church that wants to pray with you your prayers. And they will be a man for your prayers. Because you've been feeling that you're praying alone for a long time. And this morning, God will give you a new portion of strength. You know that deep breath that sometimes we don't even remember when was the last time we took a deep breath. And God's saying, take this deep breath because God has heard your prayers. And people this morning, they want to pray with you. I just want to say how much, how important you are to God and to his family as well. And I will ask someone if it's okay to pray with you. Maybe Charlotte, if you can pray with her. Yes, please. There's no structure that I care too much if it's for us to be together. But I want to pray. I want to pray because devil cannot. Bible tells the devil is a good liar for us to know that he's a good liar. You are a woman of prayer as well. And you have a hunger for God. A lot of people, they don't understand this hunger. And you have been suffering as well for being hungry alone. And that made you believe that you were not capable of doing few things on the place where you were called to be. So like David, what I want to tell you is that God is telling you, don't put uniforms because your authority doesn't come from it. God brought you here this morning, my sister, to let go all the uniforms that you've been trying to fit into so you can feel strong enough to defeat the enemies. 
But what Jesus is saying is, your authority comes from the fact that you were called a child of God. There is new portion for you this morning. And I just, I believe you're going to leave this morning over here dancing free. I believe that God is saying that there was chains on your feet. That you were feeling stuck. And even your prayers, you were feeling like you're praying and nothing was happening. But God is shaking your feet. Because your authority doesn't come from the uniform you vest. Your authority comes from the fact that he called you. And when he calls someone, I don't know if you heard from a boss or for someone that is authority over you that stop. But my friend, when you are called by God, nothing can stop you. So if that's okay, someone else will be praying for you as well. And you're going to pray for one another this morning. I believe there's people over here that wants to have a new encounter with the authority that was given over them. Nothing because you prepared for it. Not because, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. I believe God's saying to you, actually to you too. That you're going to pray for healing and people will be healed. I believe that God is giving you authority. And you're going to pray for people that are sick. And they're going to be healed. So don't be afraid to open your mouth ever. Because God wants to use you. In the name of Jesus.